Thanks to everyone who supported us on Patreon. Do you want the pre-show, post-show, and other bonus goodies? Then you need to go check out patreon.com slash boards and swords. Live from Swordplay Studios and on the correct week, it's time for Boards and Swords. Yippee. That's right, everyone. This is Boards and Swords. This is a podcast where we talk about bad jokes, good folks, and the occasional board game every now and then. I am one of your hosts. My name is Chris Renshaw. And then on the other end of this uh, Discord call is my co-host, as usual, Mr. Philip Herbig. What's going on, everybody? How's it going, Philip? Uh, well, you know, can't complain too much. He says, uh, looking looking up from his iPad, that his new iPad that he got. Yeah. Uh, so currently the weather says it's cloudy. <laughs> With a chance of meatballs. With a chance of actual legitimate snow. I'm going to beat really? the snot out of, uh, yes, chance of actual legitimate snow. Yeah, a chance of, of legitimate. All of my friends who live uh, north of us, who I told, keep that crap up there with you. <laughs> they failed you. you. They okay? failed you. I'm, I'm coming for you. Uh, don't like the snow? Huh? Don't like the snow? No, because then it's like, it's a pain in the ass to get to work and my driveway <laughs> is literally a hill. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, and as soon as you see, as soon as people see one, uh, one snowflake fall out of the sky, they just forget how to like drive and. Well, that's live. the same thing happens when it rains. So yes, I mean it rains more often than it snows. Yeah, but still. And then people, you know, go out and they're buying milks, everything to make milk sandwiches and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. Uh, but they're doing that anyways, because like all the toilet paper's gone still. Yeah. Or again, I don't know. If, yeah, again. I don't know if it got better or worse, but uh, I can tell you what is better, maybe better. Is uh, I've got news again this week. You should tell when I start to make a transition that I'm moving into the news bit. <laughs> I I clicked out of it. Ah, uh, so I don't have as many this week. So don't worry. Um, these were actually all of these came to us thanks to uh, people in our Slack channel. So thank you to those people who helped out. Because it's just, there's like, oh, look, this thing's, you know, Games Workshop's announcing this, Paizo's, like all the people that regularly churn out content are churning out their regular content. And, you know, I could fill up a new segment with the, what, you know, Games Workshop, fan, or Games Workshop Fantasy Flight, even though I do do that sometimes, but... um champions what yeah exactly but uh so i got three i got three new stories in here first uh first one <laughs> the name says dual but it's more like dual as little as possible and that is uh peterson games who's known for a lot of cthulhu stuff we're talking yeah uh they have long or they are going to be uh doing a game they have a game that's been out for a while called Cthulhu Wars, and now they're coming out with a two-player version called Cthulhu Wars Duel. Let me switch over the... Yeah, so over here. The old ones have risen. Monsters walk the earth. Humanity is finished, but the struggle continues. Which great old one will rule the earth? Now you take charge. It's a fast-moving two-player game, which you play as Great Cthulhu himself or the Black Goat, cosmic goddess of hideous fertility. That's That sounds weird. Hideous fertility. Uh, yeah, that's... that's like- 
like so the reason the reason i like uh, this was put in our, our our slack so that's why i brought it up here but the big reason i wanted to talk about it is we need to step back a second and talk about cthulhu wars originally and that was this was a game known for its minis like it had huge minis like especially the the ones of the old ones and themselves and so it was kind of like imagine blood rage but everyone's playing a god and the the mini for that god is like twice the size of the monster in that game so i don't know if you can see uh if you've got the stream pulled up i've got some the bgg pictures oh there you go so like these minis are huge and like that box is like that box is like a gloomhaven size box yeah it is so just for reference there so yes this like this was a game it was all about but in the dual version it's just standees yeah i saw that (laughs) yeah it it's just standees so it's like what's the point i was making a joke in the slack about the minis it just being a box with two minis in it but like this just this looks terrible like sure cthulhu wars the original one was expensive so sure if you're trying to make but i feel like if you're making a two-player version you could make it cheaper because you only have to make two factions worth of stuff yeah but it's like you 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 made a cheaper version of a game that people only liked for the deluxe value like i don't remember anybody saying like they loved cthulhu wars for the gameplay (laughs) people bought it because it's like huge minis and i can like yeah so (laughs) got him no then don't got him so uh this next one you will definitely marvel at in fact you might say this game is unmatched in its potential and that is that You're welcome. So there's been this game that's been talked about a bunch. I haven't played it yet, but it's called uh, Unmatched. It, it was, if anybody remembers the Hasbro game, Star Wars Epic Duels um, that came out, I think it was like 2002, 2003, something like that. Uh, back when Hasbro had the Star Wars license. Uh, it may have been later, it may have been like 2005, six, seven, somewhere around there. So it, it's it's a minis game that uses card play. So like you have minis for your, your heroes and then you, you use cards to to do different abilities move around and that sort of thing well they relaunched it um mondo and restoration games relaunched it as a game called unmatched which is basically they pulled the star wars license off of it and that way they could do things like sinbad and they could do uh you know alice in wonderland and like i think they even had a licensed version that had um bruce lee figure that you could get like all these different figures there's like a sherlock and home Sherlock Holmes pack and Watson um, there was a that they just recently did a Jurassic Park one but they recently announced or you know within this week I believe I think it was actually like Monday. Oh, this is Tuesday. So this was literally yesterday, hot off the presses. Uh, four new superhero-themed sets for the Marvel Universe. So Redemption's Row featuring Luke Cage, Ghost Rider, and Moon Knight. Hell's Kitchen featuring Daredevil, Elektra, and Bullseye. Uh, Teen Spirit, which will have Miss Marvel, Squirrel Girl, and Cloak and Dagger. And for King and Country, that has Black Widow, Black Panther, and Winter Soldier. So each one of these. So think of Funko verse, except for more of a actual game and less like a just goofy thing, you know? Okay. Yeah. So more like an action. That's like I people are the people that don't like playing uh, Funko verse because it's too silly and Funko poppy. They're like, oh, but I love Unmatched. Um, I have not played Unmatched because all the all the regular stuff, like the the public domain characters that they had in it, I just didn't care for. Like I was like, eh. 
Okay. Um, there was the but the they just came out this summer for with a, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer one. That was the first one. Of, that in Jurassic Park was like oh, I could be I I could try this, but we're in the middle. of 2020 so <laughs> right all right and the last one i have for you is that it's time for some pros and some gen cons and that is uh gen con released a this one i put in here because uh this started some turmoil and that okay. people don't actually there was a lot of uh clickbaiting going on not actual reading to figure out what they actually said so i i, I can feel you on that yeah gen con put out a release about what they're doing about 2021 and before i tell you what they said what happens is the website polygon took that wrote an article about it but the title is Gen Con's going forward with 2021 convention. And everyone saw that and lost their mind. Like, it's too early to tell. that, that I, There's no way. Like, a lot of things have to go right. Blah, blah, blah. But that's not actually what the message says. So if you actually go to Gen Con's website and read the response, what it actually says is, we would like to have 2021 Gen Con in person in Indianapolis as we normally do. However, we're working towards that. There's a lot of stuff that has to be done in a way, and we're monitoring everything that we need to do, you know, to make to see that this is happening as possible. So it's not them saying, yes, this is going to happen. It's we want it to. We'll see if it actually does, which is a lot different than the the title of the Polygon article. Because I saw everybody reacting to the title of the Polygon article, not reading the article and not, and like even Gen Con like re- responded to the official Polygon tweet that was like, uh, no, this is, this is not quite what we said. <laughs> um, and they even say that because of this, because you know, normally we'd be doing badge registration in like a month, right? On, an, on yeah, a normal and- year. They even say, considering this uncertainty, we're postponing badge registration an event submission until we have a better idea of what the year will hold. So there you go. It's not a full steam ahead. It's we'll see. <laughs> There's just one event and it's open to everyone. And it's just a giant game of hide and seek. <laughs> no, it's just a long line for people to get the vaccine. If you have to, if you get caught, you have to go home. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Just a long line. Everybody's just, there's just vaccines at all the doors and it's like, chick. All right, you can go in. You can go in. And then we all get con crud from like reactions. Exactly. So there you go. That was that was a little bit of news I had. Yeah. So uh Philip, what what, what uh, are you are Chris. you are you doing uh what games you playing? You playing uh Destiny? Uh yeah, playing Destiny. Playing Destiny. Um actually we we did pop back into uh Deep, Deep Rock. Rock Galactic because um it's a holiday, so they're doing an event. Nice. Just kind of spicing up during during uh Halloween, um just randomly throughout all the levels were um jack-o'-lanterns oh and if you you broke them there was a there was a chance of a loot bug which it, um there's there's like 10 of gold and a resource called nitra per loot bug you kill uh so you pop a jack-o'-lantern you had a like 50 percent chance of getting one of those and then you had a 50 percent chance of three swarmers coming out and attacking you so now there's uh there's christmas presents lying around or holiday presents whatever whatever holiday you decide right you, uh, yep what so, about so uh I ha- so I heard our friend Mike was talking about this other game. Did you, I don't know if he played it with just our other friend Chris or if he played it with you, uh, Unrailed? Um, they played that. I don't okay. think I picked that up. Uh, it was apparently... Uh, it was like a real time, like local kind of co-op, but you could play it local co-op-ish over Steam something he was talking about. 
uh, where you could like it was like you have to work together to make like the longest rail pot like train track. Uh, uh, but I looked at the graphics. I was like, hey, that looks like Minecraft. <laughs> and they said it was like the perfect kind of couch. He was recommended to, to our friends Corey and Jimmy because he said it was like the perfect kind of couch co-op game. Oh, uh, cool. And then I looked it up and found out it was on Switch. And I was like, well, that's definitely where I'm getting it if I'm going to play it, especially if it's yeah. that kind of couch co-op sort of game. Okay. So um, so I can't find anything telling me that this video is fake. I saw a video on TikTok and it was spread up. It, it was sped up extremely uh, quickly. Um, there's a Cubone Funko Pop figure. Yes. With the Pokeball inside its head. What? So like... Like this guy, there, there's um, I, I've got the video up right now. It's you know, Cubone number number six hundred nineteen only at Target. Yeah, it's I've the seen that giant one. one. Yeah, yeah. He cuts the damn thing open, and there's one of those um, one of those Pokeballs with a couple of packs of Pokemon cards inside of its head. Really? That seems fake. It does. It seems I, like he did that. Like he cut it, put it in there, heated it up to seal it back up, kind of thing. Yes. Like I, but I can't find anything to tell me it's yeah fake. well speaking of pokemon i gotta tell you this because i found out this and i i was oh my gosh so ashley brings home something to show me and it was something that her mother had actually kept when it came out and had had it all this time and then now that we're actually like in it she was like oh this might be worth something and then had it and then gave it to Ashley. And Ashley was like, I bet that you could probably sell this for some for something. And I'm like, no, we're keeping that. So do you okay. remember back when Pokemon first came out? I want to I don't know what restaurant it was. I want to say Burger King. They had this Pokeball that had like gold plated cards in it. That was McDonald's. It was it? McDonald's? I want to say it was McDonald's, yeah. Yeah, my mother-in-law has one and had or had one. She gave it to Ashley and I was like, no, we're keeping that. I remember that. <laughs> like that's staying in this house. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of the gold ones? Yeah. Hold on. Let me see if I'm finding okay. it. Uh, this is Burger King. Is it Burger King? Yeah, because this is definitely it. Hold on. I got to switch it back to. Yeah, this is definitely this is definitely what it is. There's a little Pokeball. Oh, okay that had these like i mean they're not like full-on pokemon cards oh, i guess oh a, yeah, yeah yeah or maybe they are they're just covered in gold <laughs> yeah this is so i have one of these now oh nice yeah i was like nope that's staying here <laughs> 1999 apparently according to the the copyright statement yeah so yeah you were talking is about it, uh is it mint in box no no okay. no i because i i saw the cards like i wouldn't have re- i wouldn't have known what it was from the box but when i saw it open with the cards i was like oh, i know what that is okay. i remember yeah. this so uh speaking of of nostalgia did you see the pic i sent you the other day uh yes i did of all Wait, the other day or today uh well i mean but both but i was talking about the the i i sent you so uh, I've kind of gone on a on a bend. Um, you might say it's a, a Yu-Gi-Oh bend. Hold on, I could pull up the picture of what my my uh, desk looks like. That where I store. Like when I when I I now have a table that I set stuff when I buy it because I usually want to make videos with it first before I, <laughs> especially with TikTok now being a thing. Yeah. Um, and so let me see if I could find the picture if this thing actually will load. And there's that video that actually sent me a video that like scared like the literal poop out of me. And it was like it done in a TikTok format style and i'm like i hate you so much okay here we go look back over here yeah this is my table right now (laughs) jeez man yeah so what happened is that uh what happened is ashley or no excuse me chloe found a whole stack of magic cards and i took them to the game store and i got like 75 bucks for them and i was like yeah i would have 
I've been think t- you know testing the waters of this Yu-Gi-Oh thing, and you know once yeah. when we're able to play stuff again, it'd be nice to go to one of the things. And if you look online, everybody's like, "Don't buy booster packs, buy singles because you'll never get what you want." But I like opening things, and plus there's the whole making content. I started making yeah. videos of of making fun of uh, the the Yu-Gi-Oh card names on TikTok, so you can go mm-hmm. check that out. Um, but I was like, I'll, I'll get some, and so I got uh, I took that seventy five and basically just spent it on Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> Well, there you go. Uh, but like the first, I got this pack. It's called uh, Dragons of Legend, the complete series. That's like a reprint of something they did in like 2014. Uh, but like I opened it up and the first pack I opened up has this card called Toon Kingdom, which is basically another version of Toon World from the first season of the anime. And then like yeah. um, dra- uh, Dark Magician Girl, Dragon Rider. And then uh, what else? Oh, I got the, the special card was Jinzo. I was like, holy crap. Then I look online. They're like not rare at all. But (laughs) there were like, I think cumulatively those four or those three cards are worth like $3. (laughs) Oh, not as right. Like if I had found this one alternate art, Dark Magician Girl, it had been, it would have been like five to $8 by itself. But okay, there you go. Yeah. But it was still pretty, it was still pretty cool to open it up. I'm like, oh man, like I can make a deck out of this. And then it would probably suck. Because I hear if you make a deck based off of the anime, it will suck. <laughs> uh, I, I heard somebody I, I, browsing through some of the Reddits. They call it the anime tax. Okay, I can understand that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I got. I still have whole boxes over there in boxes. I don't mean like booster boxes. That the Dragons of Legend series comes in this like twenty dollar pack that has these two. It's it. It makes you. It's it's weird because it says it comes with two booster packs, and you're like, that's a lot of money for two booster packs. But the booster packs have eighteen cards each. So you're like, okay. oh. <laughs> And then it comes with it comes with this giant like special looking die. I don't even know if the camera will pick it up. Not well, but yeah, not well at all. No. Oh, here's a darker one that might show up a little better. Yeah, <gasps> three crests. They don't match. They don't match. So I've been uh, experimenting with that and opening that stuff up. Yeah, Philip, you want you you could always uh, come come get obsessed with Yu-Gi-Oh with me. Philip's like, yeah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong? Are you too cool for it? Uh, no, I actually um, the, the my issue was well, so like just like reading reading the Dark Magician Girl Dragon Rider. Mm-hmm. Um, it was you all just reading through like how the stuff got to be summoned, like mm. the Jinzo on there. It was like yeah, you got to sacrifice like two six star monsters to summon him. Yeah, and it was like why well, can't it just be like magic? And then I got to have the if I don't have the energy on the field. I can't do anything. Well, I actually like it because of that because I don't have to worry about having the right energy or mana it's just oh anything four star or less you just throw it out on the field and then you know for like five or six you got to sacrifice four or less and then to do higher than a seven you got to do sacrifice two and then for like your god cards you got to sacrifice three it's pretty similar to how it works in like the second season of the anime not not the first season when they were just like ah just throw this out here no the when you get to battle city the rules are more like that yeah they're not exactly the when, same, but when Kaiba went and summoned like all three blue eyes, just oh yeah, yeah. they're in my hand. Boom. Yeah, exactly. Go. No, it, it, in this case, it's like uh, when Kaiba sacrificed the the, the the one card and his and uh, Obelisk, that Egyptian god, to summon his blue eyes, and everyone's like, "You sacrificed a god card," and Kaiba's <laughs> like, "Heck yeah, I did," because he like saw vision and. If he had attacked with the god card, he would have lost. Or because because right. anime. That's right. But uh, power of friendship. <laughs> Although now that I now that I've I've learned that um, 
So apparently, like one of the benefits of the Millennium Puzzle in in the lore of the anime and with the Pharaoh itself is just he is super lucky and is able to will whatever card he needs at the time he needs it. Like not, when he believes in the heart of the card, I know, but lucky. I'm talking like the Pharaoh apparently is supposed to have the be the ability to where he can just like call the card he needs, and it makes the series so much better when you realize, oh, he's just using his powers to get the card he needs. Oh, yeah, exactly. He's like, uh, yeah, this is taking too long. I need the Dark Magician. Boom, Dark Magician. <laughs> hey, got him. I just wish there was one one duel in the anime where the guy's like, oh, man, I have the ho- most horrible starting hand. Can we, like... <laughs> Can we do over? Yeah. Or I need somebody to do the the real-life version. Like, there are real-life versions where people have, like, parodied these things, but I need someone to be like, make it like the stakes are in the anime. Where like, the fate of the world rides on this one duel. And the guy's like... I just couldn't draw the right cards. I just had the or wrong. Like, <laughs> or like the the fadier soul. Wasn't that a Battle City yeah. episode where he had like that that weird soul saw in the floor? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the dark energy disc. Ankle. Which yeah. apparently another thing I found out is in the Japanese those were just actual buzz saws. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, so to, to make it more part. to make it more kid friendly, they made them dark energy discs that would send you to the shadow realm. I mean, is the shadow realm really that bad? <laughs> we never like there was no there was never a tour of the shadow realm. Yeah, like, what was it? <laughs> it's whatever you it want it to be. Is it just really dark and you get left the hell alone? Maybe. Because sign us up at this. Point. <laughs> COVID people are like, no mass, banish to the shadow realm. <laughs> like I mean, you've that's been, a, sh- that's a meme. That's a meme about people being kidnapped. It's yeah. like, uh, we're going to, we're going to take you and lock you in a room and you're going to get three tiny meals a day. You'd be like food, a bed and people leave me alone. Yes. Take me. Now I just like law and order, uh, battle city or domino city, whatever it is. Where it's like, <laughs> you've been charged with blah, 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 blah. How do you plead? Not guilty. Well, this duel will determine your fate. <laughs> if you lose, you will be banished to the Shadow Realm forever. But I don't know how to play. <laughs> Why does everything in this world rely on a trading card game? Yeah, like, I don't, I don't know what the hell happened to my computer earlier today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice little blue screen you had. I'm just I'm 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 watching Eureka and I it like it started buffering. I was like okay, whatever. Sometimes that does happen. And then it was like buffer limit le- buffer limit reach. There we go. And so I click on the thing, blue screen. Is that the primary buffer panel? Is that the primary? Yeah. Yeah, so then just you know, blue screen. And I'm like, "All right, that's that hasn't happened since I've had this thing." Mm-hmm. And then it goes to restart and it was like a please select boot device. I'm like, what the hell do you mean please select boot device? I haven't changed the boot device. Yeah, I go in and the, the order got scrambled. Mm. It went to my it went to my uh my backup spinny hard drive. I was like, no, use the damn what the hell? Yeah, so I just deleted everything that wasn't the boot manager. <laughs> this has been your <laughs> boards been your, and circuits. Uh, <laughs> boards and circuits tech tip for the day. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, if you're man. going to delete everything from the boot order that isn't what you actually want to boot from. So uh, I actually do have a little mini review though to do. Um, that is, right. I, I've, I've had I've had the 
because one thing that's been big this year is the mobile apps. Yes, it has. Yes, um, it has. And so I've had a couple of apps that I've been testing and, and getting more plays of before I actually reviewed them. Uh, first of all, I will say the, the first one I have is the Root app. I played it on the computer. I've played it on my phone. It's great. It's fantastic. If you love Root, you're going to love this. The animations are great. The soundtrack is is so like it makes me giddy just listening to it. I usually turn off these things, but there's a little banjo that plays at the opening. It, it's it's mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, definitely. Also, if you've been curious about Root, it's probably a better way of learning and trying it out because it's only like eight dollars versus getting the 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 base board game. I want to say is fifty sixty. Right. Um, and it's that Root is a game where like once you step in, you want to go all in almost. Uh, at least you know I feel that way, but I have that kind of habit. So yeah, the Root app is definitely worth your money on whatever platform uh, you want to get it on. Especially there could be Steam sales coming up soon if you have it for the thing. The other one I tried out was uh, Roll for the Galaxy, which is a game from Rio Grande game. It's actually Roll for the Galaxy is one of the few games from Rio Grande I actually like. Uh, their mm-hmm. style of game is usually not my type of game. That's usually more Colin and Cindy's kind of thing. Right. Um, but Roll for the Galaxy is a dice game. So, um, and the way Roll for the Galaxy works on tabletop is it's uh, it's what's called an engine building game where. You start off with some dice and you use those, uh, like when you roll them, the dice, you can put them into, slot them into different actions, basically, um, and use those to get cards, which will help you get more dice or turn some dice into other dice to help you get even more dice, which will then eventually get you points, that kind of thing. It's one of those types of games. Like, um, trying to think. Uh, did you did you play Gizmos? Was that? I think uh, that was just me and Colin. It might have just been you and Colin. Okay. I played the. Um, uh, I played the one with the cards and the dice. Which or maybe it didn't have any dice. The um, Splendor. Well, yeah, there's Splendor, but also the uh, the the cars. Cars. The cars that had the uh, legally distinct names for like uh, the DeLorean. Oh 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 yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, Steampunk Rally. Steampunk Rally. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I I played engine building games. Similar, yes. like, yeah, in that sense, yes. Um, so it's it's different, but that type still kind of the baseline kind of mechanics ideas there. Uh, I, I liked the board game, but I've only played the board game like once or twice. So I'm not an expert at it. And so I found playing the app really difficult for this one. So um, just something about it translating to the digital version just was not sticking with me. I tried playing through the tutorial and then played a couple of games by myself. And it was just like not refreshing me enough to then stick with it. So I have a feeling that like, but it, it, it's a good implementation. Like the app's really smooth and it, it, it's it's very easy to play. And like the UI is kind of intuitive, but the, the flow for me was just not, the, the strategies is, is, was not clicking for me. So um, I have a feeling for that app, if you love the game and play the game a lot, you'll love the app. If you've never played the game, I don't know that I would recommend you trying the app or it could just be a me thing, but that could be, yeah. yeah well, what mean, are some of the other, what are some of the other board game apps that you have? Uh, a bunch. <laughs> I have like Carcassonne, Catan, Ticket to Ride. Why? Well, I mean, I was just like, I, I got the big iPad now. Oh yeah. I can send you a list of what I have on my iPad and stuff. Um, I got excited for a second. I was like, hey, Railroad Inc. Nope, it's not an app yet. <laughs> not yet. Uh, there is a cartography 
photographer's yeah. app. It's a solo kind of app thing where you're playing against the leaderboard to see who can score the mm-hmm. highest. Oh, yeah, you were telling me about that. But I it's, I, it's still pretty fun. Um, and then obviously Scythe. There's a Scythe app. That's right, that's right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's that's the, the quick kind of apps discussion there. Uh, definitely we get the role for the, or the, the root app and for role for the galaxy. If you love the game, you'll love the app. I don't know if I could recommend it if you've never played the the app. Maybe if you played Race for the Galaxy, which is the card game version of this game, you might also translate it if you're familiar with that 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 those two games, either one of those games. Mm. So, <laughs> and then last, of course, I've been playing a bunch of Arkham Horror Catan. <laughs> Yeah, like usual. Uh, we've been we've been playing the there's the, there's a, an expansion that's I think it's the Traders and Barbarians uh, for Catan. That's basically like a whole bunch of variants and modules that you can kind of plug in. Um, where it's like, oh, this one adds rivers through Catan, or this one adds like fishing posts around the edge that give you these little fish that you can trade as an an additional resource kind of thing. Um, Right. So some of them are good. Some of them, like, we like some of them. We don't like other ones. So I just usually hate games where you have to... I, I much prefer games where I get to mix everything all together. As far as expansions, right. I usually don't like piecewise module-based expansions because then it's like, okay, we're done. Now I need to separate everything out <laughs> to go into its respective box. I say this is my favorite game is a game where every game I have to deconstruct the decks <laughs> and put all yeah. the cards back. So, all right, uh, that there's that. And then uh, before we get to, we got a couple of feedback questions in, um, but first talk about Patreon. Remember, you can go to patreon.com slash boards and swords and then help. The, if you enjoy the show, we do we do a lot of content on the regular, both I've got the, the, the videos streaming here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. We got the podcast podcast there um and then you've also got like i I do like i said the tiktok videos that's all the free stuff that we do you know and we never i never charge for any of that however if you want more stuff or to help us do more stuff then you head over to the patreon back for just a dollar for a month's worth of, of extra stuff if anything you will double the number of shows you get because every show there's a second episode now that I've been doing where it's a, a pre-post episode that used to be like when I first did them, they were like five minutes long, but now they've I've been making them. We've been kind of purposely hanging we've, on the phone and talking. Evolved. Yeah, so because it was like I, I promised bonus episodes and then it was too hard to get people together to do them. And then I was like, oh, I'll just, we'll just talk after the show about stuff. Yeah. I just leave the recorder running. And you can you can hear the random crap we have at the beginning of the show. Yeah. <laughs> all the problems. Ah. All the problems. I'm like, oh, that didn't work. Oh, this isn't working. Why won't it work? Why won't it work? What the hell? Come on. Yeah. And you get all that for just a dollar a month. So one dollar. Yeah. Dollar makes us holler. Holla, holla, let me holla back at you. I'm holla, holla. Oh. All right. Uh, and with that, like I said, uh, so we need to put th- that on the soundboard. <laughs> Um, so like I've been, like I, we did two weeks ago, since we don't have a guest and we're not doing a game show tonight, I want to start doing more interactions with the crowd. Um, so with the fan base, especially, but while we're on that note, I did just, just remembered something. So one of the features you get when you, when you back as a Patreon is you get these cool little dice and you can't really, I could, I could try and show them, but you're not going to really see them. But uh, I got these cool little dice that you get uh, when you back. Um, I send all the 
patron backers, two of these. And then I shove them with like promos and stuff I have from like the box here. I have another one I need to send out to Beetle because he uh, he backed us. Um, but right. uh, I have like a big, huge bundle of these because I got a whole bunch early in the year since I was so late on them the previous year. So, but with, you know, this year being such a crapshoot and holiday spirits and all that, uh, I've decided I want to send a couple of these these kind of dice packages where you get the dice I'll throw in a bunch of other just kind of stuff from like my promos box and other things in here. Just nice little package of goodies. Uh, I want to send that out to a few people that aren't patrons is just a way of saying thank you for staying with us <laughs> during during this heck of a year. Um, during these trying times. Yeah. So uh, all you need to do is I was I think I was thinking like I'm, I'd send like maybe like five of these packages out. Um, all you need to do is I'm going to pick from a pool of uh, people that email me feedback at boardsandswords.com and just let me know what you like or don't like about the show. Um, don't, don't, I'm not asking for like full on hate mail. I'm just, I, we, I've experimented a lot this year with different forms of media and I've only been adjusting based on what is easy for me to do, not because I haven't had a whole lot of other people's feedback to do stuff. Like I've tried a bunch of stuff and just, you know, just kind of seen where things went. So I, I, I want some feedback on what things don't you like about the show? Like, do you like the bantery portions? Do you like the jokes being more kind of puns instead of me reading like paragraphs kind of thing? I have a feeling probably that's the case. Um, but just uh, even if it's it's just letting me conf- confirming stuff I already knew, just having that feedback is really helpful. Um, even if it's just even if it's just you saying I like everything you've been doing, just keep up the good work. That's fine. That'll be good enough. But feedback at boardsandswords.com and you'll get entered to win. Uh, chances are, usually when people enter these types of things, there's very little entries. So if you send an email, even if it just says, thanks for doing stuff. I've been watching every episode. Good chance you might end up with a with, with some free dice. There you go. <laughs> yeah. But given that, uh, I'm going to pop over. Nobody responded in the in the Slack that I sent it out, but I did. Oh, I got to minimize the messages I'm getting from my wife. Stop. <laughs> All right. Maybe I just won't show the actual <laughs> messages. Uh, but uh, as I've been doing recently, I dropped a, I dropped a note in the um, Boards and Swords community page on Facebook asking what kind of questions people would ask or are curious about. And that's the best part is these don't even have to be board game related. Um, like there's like, I think my funny, uh, the the best one on here is, uh, Daniel Chadwick asked best and worst condiments and asks, is cheese a condiment? Uh, cheese is an ingredient. Uh, depends. I think cheese can be, I think cheese is an either or like, are you having a cheeseburger? Then that's an ingredient. That's not a condiment because it's literally in the name. Are you having a hot dog and putting like chili and cheese on it? I feel like then it's a condiment. Am I wrong on that? Uh, I mean, I can, I mean, for, for me, cheese is the main course, right? Not most. Uh, most people don't just straight up eat cheese. So, but uh, getting back to the first part of his question, well, best people are wrong. Yeah, best and uh, best and worst uh, condiments. Uh, I am not a fan of um, cocktail and tartar sauce. Oh yeah, I think that definitely has to go in the worst. Or or uh, are... I'm not even a big huge horseradish fan. Yeah, like those are those are the types of things. Uh, 
Best condiment by far has to be A1 steak sauce, though. For me, at least. Uh, for me, uh, at least. Ranch dressing, man. Oh, that, that that's close. But for me, like, yeah. I am to A1 steak sauce like you are with ranch dressing. Like, I would just straight up drink it. I, like, I, I, could, get, yeah. I get excited when I go to a Five Guys and they have, like, the gallon jug of A1 steak sauce. <laughs> oh, and they're ready to... Yeah. Yeah, they, like, have the pump attachment on it. And I'm like, the first time I saw that, I was like, I didn't even know it came in that size. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> so yeah, Phillips. Got Phillips is definitely uh, the the ranch. I I should have definitely. I, I should have guessed that. I I, I would like. I, I need to find. Um, I need to find a thicker ranch. <laughs> Only because like I like putting it on sandwiches, mm-hmm. but it's all runny. It spills out everywhere. If it could be like, if it had a little thicker consistency like a mayonnaise, mm. just, you know, spread it on a slice of bread. Boom, there you go. Ranch instead of mayo. Well, I'm surprised you don't make your own ranch at this point. I mean, I should just, you well, know. Well, why don't you get the ranch dip? Because it's a little thicker. Yes, get the, get the ranch powder. Yeah, that's mayonnaise. what I'm saying. You get the ranch powder and then pour it in like the sour cream. That's what we used to do to make ranch dip. A miracle whip. Okay. There we go. <laughs> that that's my second is miracle whip. Mm. And uh like I know even it's a not knuckle a sandwich isn't a sandwich without the creamy cool taste without of miracle whip. <laughs> that's right. Those commercials are great, dude. <laughs> oh no, was it you who showed me? What the um the gray poupon? I don't remember. No, it was Jason. Oh. Um, talking about uh old commercials, and uh they were like, oh yeah, I uh I poop on the beach, I poop on my desk, I I poop on my. It's talking about putting gray poupon on sandwiches yeah. in different locations. <laughs> like, I poop on the couch. All right. Uh, Roger, Roger posted, uh, saying which one of these would be worst and why? So you're, so you got some options here. Uh, your first option is playing a four hour Western themed Euro style board games. Like one of those really, really like points heavy, not as much theme, but still lightly Western themed. So playing one of those one board games or sitting in the most cramped airliner seat as you fly to a job site where you won't feel fresh air for three days. I feel like this is. I feel like this is coming from a real place. <laughs> I feel like yeah, this, that's a little too specific. Yeah, and then uh, um, Jason, con- or you know, one of uh, Jason Furlong commented and said, "You forgot roll and move mechanics because those are usually worse too." <laughs> I uh, I'm gonna go with the Western. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, yeah, because there's like a there's a time piece in there where it's like you're talking like three days versus yeah, like if we were talking a four hour flight versus a four hour game, I would probably go with the flight because here's the thing: I've gotten to the point where I I can sleep through most flights. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Like there have been so many flights where I don't remember taking off and then I just wake up when the jolt when the jet hits the ground. <laughs> you mean when it lands? Same thing. Okay. Uh, any <laughs> landing you can walk away from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some like I just start I put on like some music and headphones while the stewardesses or the whoever the flight attendant is, they're going through their spiel and then next thing I know, we're in whatever area I was supposed to be in. All of a sudden, I'm in Wisconsin. I'm <laughs> like, "Sir, sir, you got it. Am I am am I in Oklahoma? No, sir. You're in Wisconsin. Uh, okay, we got to go back. <laughs> we got to go back. <laughs> I missed a stop. <laughs> it's uh, your kids, Marty. Your kids. <laughs> That remind uh, Ashley's been watching Friends, and uh, there's okay. a there's a Friends episode where Ross is dating this girl that's like three hours away by train, and like he's so tired from the trips he has to make that he falls asleep on the train and he ends up in uh, Montreal. 
Oh. <laughs> Which you could definitely tell this was made in the 90s, because I feel like border control is a little bit more stricter these days. Just a little bit. <laughs> uh, I would say just a smidge. All right. And then the last one, uh, Kristen commented saying, what are you attached? What are you attached to a certain go- color game piece? Is there a story behind that? I guess what color are you attached to? And is there a story behind it? I mean, I usually pick red, but that's more because like red's my favorite color. If you oh. couldn't tell by the, if you the lights going on the, behind the you. lights yeah. behind me. Well, I mean, uh, so for me, it was the same reason. It was like, if there was a red piece, I would try to dive for it. Um, I used to, so this isn't a game piece, but it is a colored item. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I worked at Walmart, uh, before, before like they, they had the system set up to where it was like, you just got assigned to a register and a till was there waiting for you. Right. You had to like go and get the actual insert and get the money and all that stuff. And it was yours. You had to go walk it to the front and lock it up if you had to leave your register for an extended period of time. There was one, the little keys or the lockbox, it has those weird spring bands on them. Yeah, like the little armband coils. Yeah, well, there was a pink one. And the thing was, the pink one was always there. Yeah, it was nobody always wants it. there. Nobody wanted it. I was like, all right, that's mine. I know every single time I walk up here, left side, fifth one down, pink, that's me. It's always there. <laughs> That's that's you sticking it to the the patriarchy. That's right. Back in back in you know 2005, I was ahead of the game. <laughs> And that's that's all the questions we got. And chat's been pretty empty tonight, even though I know there's some people out there. So uh, I think that's I think that's it for the main show. We may get into some other talk in the, in the after show, but uh, yeah, you know that's like an hour on the dot. Hit the, hit the wow! It's what happens when there's only two of us. All those times that Colin and Cindy were wanting us Are to do an kidding? yeah, all those times they were wanting us to be in a, in an hour or so, and it took them leaving for us to get there. <laughs> Not that we don't miss them. Of course not. It's not like we would see them right now, even if we did, even if they were here. Yeah. What are they? Three hours behind us? Two hours behind us. Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying like they're not here. Like, or meaning like we're not out and about to where it's not like we would be having game nights. I think it'll be a, it, the impact will be feel more once we're able to actually meet up for game nights. And it's like, oh, yeah. So, uh, this is, uh, before we completely start crying, let's, let's, let's roll us out of here. That's been our show tonight, guys. If uh, you love this show, you're going to want to check out boardsandswords.com slash live. It's got the schedule for when we record. It's got all of the links to all of our other live streaming channels. And it also has the link to the Dirtbags of Holding. And that's where we play all of the world's best RPGs. And we do our best to uh, completely derail all the campaigns as quickly as possible. All right. Remember, if you want a chance at entering some free dice and goodies, feedback at boardsandswords.com. Let us know what pieces you like. Do you like the YouTube videos I've done in the past? The Punchboard Parade stuff I help out with still. Or just the sh- You just like the show and that's it. You just everything on the audio, that's it. Let us know. Uh, we're also on social media. Facebook.com slash boardsandswordspod is our official Facebook page. It also has a link to the community group that I pulled these these questions from. Uh, also, I'm at Boards and Swords on Twitter and at Boards Swords Chris on Instagram. And you can find me on Twitter as Phil the Dirtbag. And this podcast is also part of Punchboard Media for other great gaming podcasts and blogs and videos and other stuff. Punchboardmedia.com. And then thank you for listening and watching. Once again, 
please check out patreon.com slash boards and swords to help support the show. Uh, I think we're done until the new year. Or is it after? No, it'll be the week after. At least the it'll recording. The, the re- podcast will be the new year. So one more time. Uh, we'll be back with another show in two weeks. In the meantime, remember every gamer has a story. And Philip, you've activated my trap card. <laughs> <laughs> you thought I just read that straight up, didn't you? Oh, you're not uh, you're not Ron Burgundy? <laughs> just read what's on the prompt. This is a part where like everyone jumps in 30 minutes later because like, ah, they're usually like 30 minutes late. So, and then it's oh, like, yeah, oh, exactly, exactly. we're like up and done. And they're like, where's the show? D-U-N-D-U-N. All right.